Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is what Sunday. It's always a Sunday. I don't know why I, <laughs> why I paused there. I just forget what day it is sometimes. I'm so lost <clears throat> all the time. Um, but it is here. Uh, it's what two Sundays now before Christmas, before Christmas Eve. Okay. Aye, so before Christmas. Yeah. It's not Hi, uh, and tonight we are chatting to the wonderful author that is Angela H. Proctor. Don't know what the H stands for. Did you figure it out? Um, it's normally helipad. But I doubt, <laughs> I doubt that's what it stands for in this case. I well, doubt I'm it. Gonna I mean, ask. it could be. I'd like, never rule it out hundred percent, but I, I would, yeah. I would very much doubt it. Angela Helipad Proctor, probably not. <laughs> Janice is in the probably chat. Not. Hello, Janice. We've got a treat for everyone tonight. So, uh, obviously, everyone knows I run a cinema, and what happens is sometimes we get to collaborate with some really talented people. And Angela has a book. I mean, she's an author, so she has a few books now. And she had a, a story here called Arthur's Christmas Tale, which is a, I'm not going to tell you what it's about, because if you stay with us for this hour here, at the end, I will play it in its entirety, the short film, which is a story. And um, <clears throat> it's an aid of raising money for Shelter Scotland, which if you go to the comments of where you're watching tonight, click on the link, you can go and donate. Uh, if you're in the cinema or any cinema that is shown it, you can donate. Bathgate Cinema, come in, there's a wee box at the desk, there's posters, there's stickers, support the homeless, support support people in need, at this time of need, at Christmas mm. time. Almost felt like I was about to write a Bob Geldof song there. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we're going we're gonna <clears> to <throat> chat to Angela when she pops in, um, <laughs> which will be soon. When? Let's go with it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, Lee is in the chat. She says, hi, guys. Love the backdrop. Thank you. That is an aid of the short film that you guys need to do. Stick around for it at the end and we'll play it. And it's, it's phenomenally done. It's a, a short. It's like stop motion. And it was done by a company called Clubhouse. So I'm really, I'm really excited to show you guys that. Nice jammies, Kevin. We have matching jammies. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, ah! Uh, you're in the chat room. Hmm. Let me just send you another link um, because let's get you in here properly. Um, check your email and I'll send you the link again. One second. Um, ah, I don't think that's ever happened before. <laughs> oh, I bet there's a first for everything <laughs> on this. <laughs> this year, I know. Your podcast. Here's your first for everything. Uh -huh. um, I'm just going <clears> to <throat> go ahead and send you the link again angela so you can pop in and chat to us fine folks where are we as <laughs> fine folks there you go so i've <laughs> sent the link again so if you just click that link and you will magically appear here on screen so yeah if you can go ahead and donate then please do we're terrible actually at trying to get people to part with our cash for us in any way it's like so many it's times not for us had... no, for no us. what i'm saying is no this <laughs> isn't but previously we've had like, you know, Surfshark and all these different sponsors that are like, here, all you need to do is plug this. And we're like, okay, we <laughs> just never plug it. It's like, <laughs> it's like, gets to the end of the episode and you're like, I have Surfshark or something. Apparently, you can get a discount. It's either 15% or 95%. I can't remember. If you just um, email, if you just email the head office, I'm sure they'll tell you what the code is that we're to use. <laughs> Hello, Angela. How's it going? Hello, can you hear hey, me? Can you hear us all right? Yeah, I can hear you perfect. Do you hear us all right? I can, yeah. Sorry, That's I was brilliant. watching I was watching you live on my phone. <laughs> and I'm like, I wonder when they will bring me into the uh, <laughs> So usually um 
So when we that that link, that isn't you. Usually we meet like ten minutes before, and then and then we're all together, and then it starts, and then like this, I would just you would pop in like this. <laughs> um, but hey, there's a first for everything. Um, this is a. I mean, that's a that's in fact, there's not many firsts that happen here. Um, so you can take the crowning achievement of having another first on the Jibber Jabber podcast. Um, so it's wonderful to actually meet you in person. We've been chatting about back and forth in email because we're playing. Arthur's Christmas Tale, which has been really well received in Bathgate. Um, how's it? How's it been received so far from all the other cinemas that it's running in? As far as my aware, it's it's going down a storm. So cinema goers are yeah. really enjoying it, which um, is great. <laughs> that was that was the plan. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So we've not had we've not had too many bad reports yet. In fact, we've not had any bad reports yet. So that's wow, good. That's, no, that's <laughs> excellent. And and the the story as well is very much. Um, Christmas is a time that makes you kind of reflect and look at, you know, what you could do to make someone else's end of year better. Because last couple of years has not probably been great for many people. Um, as you, I mean, as when you get to the end of the year, you t you tend to reflect on the year you've had and be thankful for what you do have and kind of just help out those that don't. And that very much the story is very much centered in that. I really enjoyed it, and as did my mm -hmm. kids. Um, it was really cool to have a, a narrated piece by yourself as well. Um, so yeah, so what what inspired you to to create the the story of Arthur's Christmas Tale? Um, about four years ago, well, you, you know I'm an author, so I mm -hmm. basically visit schools and I read my stories to children. Um, and four years ago, I was visiting a school in Glasgow, um, uh, St Francis of Assisi. Mm. Read them a story. And afterwards, the kids said, oh, look, is there any chance you could write us a story about homelessness and kindness? Because they were doing a big Christmas project um, for, they were doing a sleep-in for Social Bite. And yeah. I said, oh, you know, a story is quite a big thing to write. Um, <laughs> so I said, look, I, I, I have a poem which uh, reflects homelessness and kindness. So I said, why don't we... Um, take that poem I tweaked it a bit <laughs> and the kids then performed it for their Christmas play and um, oh, my yeah. five minute long poem so we we, <laughs> we, we wrote the script for it etc um, and that is how Arthur's Christmas tale was born and nothing oh. was done with it for four years because you know we we did that and then and then COVID came along and mm. then COVID left and, you know, since then, there's been just quite a lot of other things going on. But this project started in January this year. It's taken us since January to December to, uh, well, <laughs> to stop get motion. off the ground. Uh, <laughs> stop, motion, stop motion is a tough thing to do. Um, mm. uh, but it's nice to meet you, by the way. I'm J-Mac. I'm the other half of this. Hi. Um, <laughs> this here lovely little show. <laughs> um, but, yeah, uh, Kevin obviously sent me the link and uh, I watched it. And it's really sweet. It's, um, Kevin, he's right in what he's saying but when it gets to this time of year you start seeing the adverts for the Salvation Army and stuff and you start just going oh man I should be doing more so hmm. hopefully this will help with uh, Shelter Scotland and get people digging their hands into their pockets a bit more mm -hmm. um, just to go, to go into your, your background as a, an author um, uh, you've got uh, <coughs> uh, Thumble Tumble uh, which is about a wee witch for the Isle of Arran uh, you've got, is, it, is it three books you've done now? At four, there's four books, four. and I'm I'm on book number five. 
Oh, you're on five. I, I keep yeah. saying I'm halfway through it because obviously my publisher may well be listening. So I'm definitely, <laughs> I'm definitely way past the halfway line on the on the fifth book. I, I would actually suggest I'm I'm almost finished it. <laughs> <laughs> so where does where does that character come from? Uh, Thumble Tumble. Oh gosh, she. Um, I've I've always made up stories for my kids. Mm-hmm. Oh, and that, that's that's a really old version of the, the book cover, but My Wee Boy yeah. loves that one. That's the original book cover. I like um, that one. But uh, and not with my current publisher. So the new cover is 100 oh. times better, I would have to say, uh, than that original <laughs> yeah, cover, yeah, which, which is really nice. Um, <laughs> but no, um, I was on the Isle of Arran on holiday. My wee girl was four years of age at the time, and she was looking up in the sky, and there was a big, there were lovely big stars in the sky. And she says, oh, mummy, um, you know, what's that light in the sky? I said, oh, that's the wee witch from Aaron. Because I just thought I would say that to my four-year-old, you know. Yeah. And um, <laughs> she says, well, what is she called? And literally, she says, what is she called? She falls down a big ditch. We're walking along the side of the shoreline. So she falls down a ditch. I pick her up and I'm like, what if you don't take a tumble? And Sky at four says, oh, Thumble Tumble, tell me a story all about Thumble Tumble and a bad <laughs> witch and a dragon. And so I made up a story about at that moment, um, a bad witch and a dragon. Um, and we used to call it Thumble Tumble and the Sea Dragon until it was oh, published right. and turned into Thumble Tumble and the All Faced. Um, and then the story <laughs> just kept coming, you know. The kids are... They love stories about various monsters, and so various monsters are are, are on the Isle of Arran. And a lot of it actually, <laughs> there's a lot of things on the Isle of Arran that are really close to the book. And I'm thinking, have I been here before in a previous <laughs> existence? Because we found a book in a wee bookstore, and I've, I've got this old book. It's really, really old, and it, it the Witches of Arran. And, and um, you know, hundreds of years ago, there was a coven of witches on the Isle of Arran. I never knew anything about that when I started writing about my witches of Arran. Mines are very much fairy tale, eight-year-old. You know, there's, there's haggis in there. There's obviously dragons because we do have a Loch Ness monster. Couldn't, couldn't, have, a, couldn't have a story without our, our sort of my version of our Loch Ness monster. So, um, yes, yeah. So yes, they all come from the Isle of Arran and they're all oh, basically right. stories that my kids have asked me to tell them over the That's years. That's excellent. So you've actually, yeah. you're, you're, so a lot of your stories then come from people kind of making requests. Is that, would that be fair to say? No, just those two, just my kids. Right. Ah, just right. my two kids. <laughs> yeah. Apart from the poem, which was my son's poem. So although ah. I gave it to St. Francis of Assisi, um, he, he had to make a little um he had to make a book of seasons and within the book mm. of seasons we had jack frost little miss yeah. summer and jack frost who you can see on the corner of your screen yeah. um <laughs> the poem was originally called jack frost we changed it into arthur's christmas tale to ah. just give the to, to sort of really you know, emphasize the homelessness to take it away from jack frost and put it onto right. the, the rough sleeper in his wee pug Ah, mm. we were talking about this actually before, J Mac and I. That uh, Jack Frost gets a bad rap in most films, right? He's always a bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's okay in this one, you know. Uh, got a bit of bad attitude to begin with. <laughs> always, always, yeah. yeah. Uh, He's right. like, 
and and he, he gets quite um he wasn't just as miserable i would suggest when we first did mm. the you know when i first wrote this poem it was like yeah. um you know, Mr. Jack Frost, where have you been? And he was like, I've been to the park, but nobody's seen. And he wasn't really scary, but now he's like, I've been right. to the park, nobody's seen. It's very nasty now, you know. It's like, uh, <laughs> uh, well, I suppose to us, I mean, nobody likes the cold, eh? You ever, you never see anybody <laughs> going like, oh, this is great. I love being freezing. <laughs> so I, I, I do. I do. Right. <laughs> I, I really, I really do. I enjoy the cold because I'm, I'm a, I'm a portly gentleman, so I'm always hot. So it's, it's nice when oh. you step outside and. And you, you actually get to feel normal for a wee while. And if it wasn't for Jack Frost, there'd be no Winter Olympics. So we've got to thank him for some stuff. Ah, uh -huh. that and frostbite. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh -huh. So he, so yes, the, he... Was it through Shelter Scotland then that he decided that he was going to turn this into a stop motion together? Or, or was this something you had initially planned? No, yeah, this is just... Uh... Arthur's Christmas Tale was just turning that poem, just taking it to the next step, really turning it into an animation. Um, mm -hmm. Actually, what had happened is I wanted to um, investigate turning my books into, you know, I thought, well, I've got four books now. Mm -hmm. I'm on book five. It'd be really good if I could take the other. And I spoke to a friend of mine, he owns Axis Animation. I don't know if you've heard mm. of Axis, but they are mm. huge. They're a big, huge Glasgow animation company, but they work on things like the Avatar, Star Wars, you know, so they're mm. they're not they're, they're not very small in the world of animation. Right, and then um, <laughs> Ash Richard, <laughs> did I go about turning my books, you know, into a movie? And he was like, yeah, well, that's a really big step. You need to start mm -hmm. tiny, um, which I thought, well, I've already got this poem which has already, if you like, been scripted. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, let's turn the poem into an animation. And then when I was turning it into the animation, it seemed like such a waste not to not to do something with it. Mm -hmm. So um, when I decided to turn it into an animation, I sort of reached out to a lot of homeless charities, actually, um, just to say, look, would any of you like to get involved, collaborate, to take this forward. And Shelter Scotland um, mm -hmm. were the one that I decided, you know, they, they convinced me that they were the charity that needed this the most, yeah. that needed. Um, but that was in May. And mm. yeah, so it, it just took, so I started meeting with the animator way back in January. We kicked things off in March. We did all in it um, at Christmas but it was filmed in June and it was filmed mm -hmm. in Strathclyde University Library in June with all the oh, kids wow. wearing their Christmas jumpers and Christmas yeah. hats, they loved it they were like, yeah. yay, here we are <laughs> like, yeah, no, they would. Ah. So are you all excited for Christmas? Like, ah, it's six months <laughs> so away <it's> <laughs> 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 yeah. Listen, they get excited in January <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I visit skills right after Christmas and I'm like, so what you know, what, what are you looking forward to now? Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, okay. <laughs> Matthew says, we're about can I fella check this out? Well, we are gonna play it at the end of the show, but you can check this out and our well, our both will be as of next week. Um but Aloha and Bathgate Cinema are showing it right now. where, where other cinemas are showing it, um, Angela? Um, so there's, oh gosh, they are, it's showing in like 
22 independent cinemas now. Nice. Brilliant. Glasgow and Edinburgh's uh, Aberf oh, Aberfoyle, no, Aberfeldy, excuse me. Berks Aberfeldy, County. yeah, yeah. Um, it's, <laughs> yes, it's in Ellen's I mean, it is literally everywhere. The length and breadth of Scotland we've managed. Oh, Annan, Dumfries. Um, I'm trying, but there's so many cinemas and so many places. Um, Fort William, Inverness, oh, nice. oh. Perth. It's <laughs> a lot of cinemas, yeah. So, um, but all independent cinemas. Ah, so did none? Of, did you approach any of the big boys, or were they independent just independent Scottish cinemas? Uh... Did we or did we not? Yeah, we kind of a tried to um, a sort of semi-larger, not not like you're you're huge, but we did try to approach some of the slightly bigger ones. But mm -hmm. they were very much you can pay to put the advert in if you Aye, wish, and we were course, like, well, um, that really did purpose <laughs> of uh... paying a load of money to try and raise money for Shelter Scotland. We'd be as well uh... just giving them the money. If you know what yeah. I mean. I, I always so, think that about charity game shows. You know, when you watch like Celebrity of the Chase and they compete to try and win 50 grand, it's like probably cost you 90 grand to bloody film the thing. Just give them the money. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I know. It's ridiculous. There's yeah. a lot of a lot of that, yeah. Which is <laughs> unfortunate. Hmm. Um, so cr Christmas for us, obviously. Oh, I think the old when you start off as a kid. Christmas is all about presents and getting the new, the latest, right? But then there comes a point, I think, and it's maybe after you become a teenager, from that starting point where you realise where the, the presents become a, a little less more important to you. And to me now, like when I get to Christmas period, I'm looking forward to seeing family and to kind of being thankful for the family. Of do you think? Um, do you think that there, there's a, a bigger, a bigger pull? for people to be more generous at Christmas than the, than the usual are all year round? Me, I think people do feel a bit more festive at Christmas. You know, certainly mm. um, on the Christmas nights out, they feel a bit more jolly. Um, <laughs> but I think in general, yeah, it brings people together. It makes them sort of maybe look at what they've got and what other people don't have. Mm. The animation was um, actually trying to do that as well mm -hmm. it's trying it was to try and turn homelessness on its head almost because yeah. you know in this animation it is most definitely the wee homeless pug who you know he he's the, he's the one who's generous you know he yeah. gives away everything he owns because that is all he owns is that bone but you know he's like he gives away <laughs> everything yeah. because he feels sorry for jack frost because he thinks he's lonely at christmas so yeah. i guess christmas isn't you know it's about a lot of things to a lot of people. So some people yeah. don't have anyone like like my my Jack Frost. So yeah. <laughs> uh, it was really nice. Um I did wonder at one point, I thought, is a wee homeless guy did? Because at no point does he sit up. <laughs> um, but that can be uh, Arthur's Christmas tale part two. I mean it is for reason. You're a dark person, Kevin. <laughs> like, where did Arthur get that bone by the way? Is that his ankle? <laughs> <laughs> because I'm like, at some point, this guy's gonna like set up, but at no point does he move. I thought he's frozen solid. <laughs> originally, originally he was gonna sit up at the very end and say Merry Christmas, but <laughs> I don't know if we just ran out of budget or time in the actual animation, and it was just 
Uh, but the end of it was just like, you'll just close the book and that'll be the end of it. And I'm like, all right, you not set up anymore. No, that's another three weeks of, you know, animating time that we yeah. just don't have. So, no, you know, if we want it for this Christmas, <laughs> then he just lies there. <laughs> so when, when did you actually, when was the animation actually finished? Like you started in January, when did it actually get fi finished? And then you start the process of trying to put it out there? Well, the actual the physical animation started in March. I, I met with the animator oh. in January, so um, but that started in March, and it actually it didn't finish. The animation wasn't finished until October. Um, right. It was the very end of October as well uh, that it actually it was completely finished because it needed the sound and the lighting. You know, it mm. needed a few post production things, so it took a long time. Um, yeah. It's a small animation company that we're working on at Clubhouse Animations. Mm -hmm. um, brilliant animator, by the way. Shout out for Clubhouse yeah, and Eleanor that, Stewart yeah. and her team. Um, mm. So absolutely amazing animation, but yeah, it's very time consuming. It's you know, it's just oh, yeah. it's a slow process. It's a slow mm -hmm. process. It can take a long we, time just to watching mm. him being made. You know, we we got to see um, all the puppets being made, so the maquettes onto the puppets. Mm. Um, it was just fascinating and then all the set has to be made and they have mm, to yeah. film it in a way that was really interesting as well because the end of our um, movie was filmed at the beginning Yeah, just because of the way <laughs> the lighting works so uh -huh. at the beginning he's walking through trees right but at the end the, the end he's not but, but what actually had to happen is that all had to be all the filming without the trees had to be filmed. So they then add all the trees to the set mm. and film the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Which was, mental, you know, yeah. I mean, it is just fascinating. So, yeah, it was really interesting watching it being made and watching the puppets being made and just you, mind blowing. Do you still actually. have the wee guys? Like, do you um, have them? I've the got all of the puppets. Oh, they are, excellent. Yeah. They're behind me. Um, the maquettes are beside me. Um, oh, if I start brilliant. to move my computer, you might lose me. I try to get them in the background. <laughs> well, let me see. Uh, if I do that, you won't be able to see them. Uh, is he Santa Claus? Like, is he Santa Claus in the background? It's well, actually, Santa, beside yeah. him, Jack Frost is in a glass cage. And the light is reflecting uh, the glass cage. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm going to put them in the shot. I'll put them up. I'll bring them up before they didn't show you. Um, oh, nice. They're actually a lot smaller than I imagined they would be. I thought it would maybe be like a like a 12-inch tall thing. but uh, I think so. I mean, I know he's far away. Actually, is this one of these Dougal, these cows are far away situations? Is, no, <laughs> is he, he bigger than he, he looks? Is a lot, he's a lot smaller than I thought. He's what? Maybe no. 20 centimetres tall. Wow. So, yeah. <laughs> That's the type of thing I could see on like uh, tote bags and stuff like that. Have you ever thought about maybe like licensing it to to help raise like money all year round um, and kind of create a wee universe there within? Because there's a style to that. There's very much a style to it where if you created other characters within that universe, you would recognize that they're from what you've done. Yeah. We've, this is it. You know, it's only just taken off just now. Mm -hmm. Um. I'd like to do other things, but Jack Frost at the moment, um, me and the animation company are, are having some thoughts about mm. Jack's future. Oh, nice. <laughs> right. That sounds, so, that sounds cryptic. Like I'm not telling so, you anything so, else. <laughs> so, no, no, but we're, we're just trying to figure out, you know, how, um, how Jack, what, what Jack might do next. 
So well, what wait, what what path has he taken? Is he going to stay being quite dodgy, or is he gonna, has he changed his ways? I think he'll always need to start off a bit mean, ah. and then you know something will change his opinion. So I think <laughs> I think Jack always needs a moral. You know, I think mm. he needs to something needs to change. So melt his heart yet again, if you know what I mean. So yeah. perhaps another charity next year for Jack. We don't know. Ah, we don't know. So th- I like that. So this the story would essentially follow Jack and not Arthur. Dog. Arthur as well. <laughs> That's the only thing that we're thinking <laughs> about. Right. <laughs> I could see Arthur Arthur belongs in like uh, a campaign for Lidl or something like that. You know how <laughs> Kevin the Carrot. Everyone Arthur always says they should, um, you know, why didn't you just turn him into a toy? And I'm like, uh, have you ever priced turning something into a toy? <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. it's just, it's like, oh, you should have made them a toy. You would have sold hundreds. And I'm like, yeah, the fact is you need to buy 10,000 of them. And, uh, uh, you know, to make it actually cost effective. I mean, yeah. it's it's mind-blowing what you actually need to do. I mean, it'd make mm. an amazing toy. If only I could buy 10,000 of them at first, you know, and then sell them. Yeah. And, and with a profit, so that there is actually some money to go to charity. Now it's, but we're I'm definitely we're looking at some things for both the characters going forward. I have a wee suggestion for um, Jack's story. It could be a prequel to Arthur's Christmas Tale, and it could be a prequel to Arthur's Christmas Tale, but a sequel to Titanic. It's called Titanic Two: Jack's Back, and that would explain why he's Jack Frost. <laughs> well, <laughs> well. <laughs> Makes sense. I would, right? I would love to say I think you're onto something there, Kev, but <laughs> you'll, you'll, you'll get the backing from Disney. On, oh no, is it Disney? Uh, ah, Disney on it now, right? Because it was Fox. Yeah, it, it was Fox. Yeah. So Disney on that. Now, so there we go. Right? You got a comment here from Claire Leishman saying, "Sending love from Paris, Angela. Amazing. Well done." Oh, thank oh, you. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know this person per- personally? I know Claire. She, yes, like, and uh, her. Uh, she she is, and her husband's in Paris working. So I'm I'm imagining she's on. She's in Paris just now. Oh, uh, better weather than what we've got right now. Janice says, "Well, Kev, that went sideways. Well, the the ship, pretty much." <laughs> <laughs> um, ah, so I I really enjoyed it. Um, and my kids enjoyed it. There's something magical about what you've captured. Um, we've done a bit of stop motion before on several projects we've done, and we not understand that it can take several months. So we're really blown away with how how much was done. And especially when you're saying it took a long time, that was pretty much, well, I'd say that was a, a good time period. You've managed to do such, like, so much in such a short space of time. It took us, what, well over a year to do, I would say, less than what we've seen there, right? Mm. Yeah. Would it, be, would it be about the same, aye? We had basically one but, guy working on it. So I I know. And <laughs> phenomenally as well. Yeah. I, I was gonna say I think it's probably because um yeah, they were working on it kind of uh, uh as as uh, as uh, you know as their project. So um team, yeah. yeah animation studios tend to be able to do it slightly faster than than maybe known animation studios, if that yeah. means. <laughs> aye. No, absolutely. What are you saying, Angela? Yes, yes. That. <laughs> no, that's, def- that's definitely us. <laughs> oh, aye, I mean, most definitely. I mean, the, the a guy on our team, Scott, who does the stop motion, um, award-winning stop stop motion guy. Because oh. we, we, we've done a, a music video where he animated an, an octopus destroying a boat. And then we went on to awesome. do another music video. Yeah. And, and the other one we done was for a DJ in Edinburgh. We got uh, one of the Lost Boys and, and as well. And he got kind of animated, but 
Nosferatu was stop stop motion. It took such a long time, and it was mainly because of the workload on top of just one person. Eh? So I suppose, I mean, it's never going to be stop motion is never something that that you can do overnight. But it's it's nice to see that and and practical stuff being done practically again. Do you think that everything moving forward would be stop motion for your for the next stories, or would you be quite happy for an animated thing? Um. Definitely for um, any future poems, um, mm-hmm. because that's what I'm looking at just now. Um, yeah. Stop motion would be the way forward. It's, um, I don't know, It's this will sound weird, but, you know, it's almost like you can almost touch stop motion because mm-hmm. it is, you know, yeah. it's a 3D object moving mm-hmm. on the screen rather than like a 2D animation. Mm-hmm. So they, are, they, they feel more alive. Yeah. You know, the characters, they actually feel more alive, but it is painstaking. It's, you know, it's hard work stop motion. I'm not saying that 2D isn't or digital or any mm. of the rest of the animation. I just mean, um, so for me, I also, um, I love things like, you know, The Nightmare Before Christmas. and Wallace just, and Gromit. Uh, Wallace and Gromit. <laughs> but, you know, so it's these kind of animation. I was thinking about it, I thought, oh, that's, that would look awesome, you know. Mm-hmm. Jack mm-hmm. coming to life as, as, <laughs> as, as in my head, one of Tim Burton's characters. I'm like, yes, mm-hmm. I can yeah. see this working. <laughs> yeah. Get it, get it salty, big Tim. <laughs> but they, that's that's actually that's an interesting point. Um, just talking about the stop motion animation. The fact is, although it is animated, it's still a real thing. Mm-hmm. Every other every other form of animation is just things drawn on a piece of paper. But this, it is, you're essentially turning something that is real into a, a living ob- object in, instead of just a, an ornament. And it's so cool because yeah. it's just Did, bringing ornaments to life. <laughs> Did you have someone storyboard it with you so that you kind of helped design how these characters looked or did you just get together straight up with the, the animation team and, and work together collaboratively on that? Um, we had a good idea uh, what they would look like because um, see for Jack Frost the poetry book mm-hmm. I'd already seen images of what I thought Jack Frost looked like so this mm-hmm. is way as yonks and yonks ago when I was creating yeah. the, the little book of seasons for my son um, so when Eleanor and I got together she was like she gave me different images but I sent her the image and it was really funny because she sent me the image that I was literally sending her Wow. So we, we'd seen the same image of Jack. Yeah. Um, the wee dog, um, it always had to be a pug. It's always <laughs> a pug. Um, yeah. So Why again, I have no idea. This is what my children wanted. We <laughs> got a wee dog ourselves for the first time um, a couple of months ago, and we've got a miniature dachshund. So no idea where the pug came from. But <laughs> we always had it in our heads. We've got another. Um, me and my son have been creating a story for years um which i can't publish until i'm finished publishing all my thumble tumble books um Mm -hmm. but it features a pug um, called arthur and (laughs) it's just it's a quirky clever kids book um so i guess he's just been in the background you know so he he was in he was in jack frost he's in this other book so yeah Uh, and so eleanor did draw him as something else and i was like no no he's got to be a pug (laughs) 
he's going to be a pug. <laughs> I think there's something inherently human about a pug's face. I don't know well, what it does it is, but kind of look a wee look, bit like same when, eyes when, as you. Yeah, when you look when you look at one straight on from the front, it's just like a wee person going. There's <laughs> a pug. You look like a pug. Do that oh, again. That's, that's brilliant. <laughs> Do that again. There we go. Look. <laughs> we have another comment here from Alistair Gillies. MBE says, "Congratulations, Angela. Really looking forward to seeing the finished animation and wish it every success for such a worthy cause." And then he goes on to say, "My Angela says, well done. Um, stick around at the end of this episode, and we will play it in its entirety for everybody to see." Um, it's something I'm glad I saw it first on the big screen, um, and I watched it. We went in to watch Muppet Christmas Carol, myself and my kids, um, so it was very much in the same vein. So when we got to see it, I, I made a point of watching my kids, and they they sat there and watched it. And they were like, oh, the wee dog! And I think my daughter did ask me if the guy on the floor was dead, um, and that's purely because <laughs> there was no movement on him. <laughs> His hair moves. And he's ah, but... in the wind. <laughs> they would move on a dead person, though, right? <laughs> I know, but still. <laughs> you just turned out a really dark story. <laughs> Everyone watching tonight. No, no just still haven't blink. <laughs> I, I know. Or breathe. <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, but oh. I, we'd be pretty cold in that snow, wouldn't it? I mean, how long, how long would you survive if you were sleeping on the street? He's like got that, a piece of cardboard under him. <laughs> hmm. There we go. That that give them a fifty percent more. See, that's that's kind of that's kind of the point, though. I mean, how? I mean, we we get the privilege of sleeping under a roof every night. Not everybody's got the same standard of house or flat, but most mm. of us have got somewhere we, where we can lay our heads in comfort. And a lot of people, it seems more and more people. You would think the longer we we're a civilized society, the less this would happen. But it just seems to be getting worse and worse. Yeah, and it's absolutely. it's just a it's it's really it's heartbreaking and and it's no nobody should have to live like that it's mm. it, it's unpleasant so I'm very glad it's yeah, it's good it's good that you're kind of trying to do something about it in your own way it's nice mm-hmm. the link is in the comment section i put it there rather than in the description because if you're watching this episode wherever you're watching it facebook um twitch youtube you can go ahead and click the link in the comment section so if you can see it's there um, it'll be by the official account click on that and you can go ahead and you can <clears throat> you can donate from there um shelter scotland obviously they're doing a great job um especially this christmas with helping out where it comes to homeless people um do you think you're going to do more with shelter scotland again in the future um I don't know about if I'll do more with Shelter Scotland, certainly with other charities. So mm-hmm. um, normally or previously I've worked with the Beatson. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Beatson, um, because uh, my mum died of cancer nine years ago, mm-hmm. and that's why I started writing, actually. So I always told stories, but I didn't write books. Um, right. In my day job... I'm a chartered financial planner and the director mm-hmm. of a, a company that manages many, many, many millions of pounds for clients. So well it's quite interesting when they find out in my spare time I write about witches and dragons <laughs> and three like haggis. You know, <laughs> quite a, you know, are you sure you know what you're doing, Angela? Oh, don't worry, the haggis will take the money, <laughs> you know. So, yeah. um, 
but we, when mum we were wondering away, huh? I know. But so when my mum passed away it was just really it was a distraction I needed mm. a distraction it was it was a really sad time for me so I was just not able to a really busy person um you know I've got kids I've got you know full-time work work mm. full-time so um I just found that when I wasn't working or, or running after the kids or any second I just felt really down so my husband came up with a genius idea um he's like why don't you write those stories down that you know you tell the kids for prosperity and then about mm. two years later he admitted he's like oh it was just to get you to do something because I was you know you you were kind of feeling you were you seemed to not be coping too great at mm. the time so it was a distraction um and my first book got published so of course I was like yeah this is awesome and um, without realizing Angela you do actually have a full-time job that pays your mortgage <laughs> and you know so I was thrown into the world of becoming um, an author uh, as well as a mum and you know and I decided what I would try and do is use the books to help raise funds for the Beats and the last sort um few months so uh, so that's what got me started that was the link to charity this mm -hmm. animation doesn't lend itself at all to the Beatson um, mm -hmm. and it was something new and different but I'll definitely you know try to help I'll try to keep doing using my books or poems or animations where I can to try and help charity because you know just try and give a wee bit back no that's amazing yeah. I mean, getting your first book published, that's not an easy thing to do normally. I mean, a lot of people need to write four or five before anybody's interested. So it's you've, you've done quite something special there uh, to, um, to get your first one published. I was shocked, uh, to, to be <laughs> honest, because I really didn't expect it to get published. I just yeah. sent it off. I did the thing, you know, that to help with grief and the processing of Right, that done it. Um, I wasn't expecting it to um, be published, to be honest with you. <laughs> so mm. uh, that was a bit of a shock, um, but a pleasant shock, but a shock. <laughs> so yeah, and no. it's really I, I, I meet loads of authors and I and I speak to lots of aspiring authors, and it is it's such a hard gig for a lot of them. It's such mm. a I get asked a lot of is should I just give up my job and become a full time author? And I'm like absolutely not. <laughs> and I don't mean that to be horrible. Yeah. I just mean you do still have bills to pay. You know, it's mm -hmm. it's such a hard gig that I just feel that you need the security blanket of your day job. And as mm -hmm. hard as it's going to therefore be for you, that's what you need. Um, mm -hmm. It's a lovely dream. Just give up my job and become a full-time author. But then see the wee guy here on the corner. You're going to be beside him. And, 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 and the pug belongs to James. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so yeah, it's it's just finding uh, a balance. Yeah. Do you do you see uh, the tumble 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 um, series becoming an audiobook at all in the future? Um, again, people have asked. I suppose it's really down to the publisher to mm -hmm. decide if there's enough demand. Um, a lot of things really come down to your publisher for that. Um, mm -hmm. Just now, I don't think there has been enough demand. Um, mm. The books, 
they were primarily promoted in schools there you know yeah. for for p um four to six so primary four through to primary six mm. and um and it's the, the the first book particularly is a really good it's like um the way the chapters begin and end it's a mm -hmm. very good book to get kids into because each chapter ends um and and that i didn't realize that's actually quite a skill apparently mm. none of my other books do this only the first one <laughs> Um, but it's, it's it's good for children who are struggling. So if you're a bit of a challenge reader, then it's quite good that I, that the each chapter almost has a beginning, middle, and end to it, oh. so that you can work your way through the book. You're not needing to wait until you've read the whole mm. book. To, you know, mm. you get enjoyment each as you sort of work your way through it. So I think um, from that point of view, and I I just love the feel of a book. Yeah. I'm that yeah, person absolutely. that likes the smell yeah. and the feel and the turning of the pages and yeah. and it's quite old fashioned but you know I, yeah. I think I like yeah. that we are big supporters of physical media on this book and uh, on this <laughs> this book this podcast <laughs> and books are part of that you know you've got DVDs mm -hmm. videos and you've got books mm -hmm. and uh, I'd like I've I've never I went from reading books to listening to audio books because. I tried a Kindle once and it just freaked me out. I was like, this is, this is weird. It's weird. <laughs> and they've tried to simulate the pages turning up. Like, it's just not the same. I want, I want to have to lick my finger. You know what I mean? Nah. And, and it's, uh, yeah, I, I, uh, they should never get rid of books. This is actually something I was going to mention as well. The going back to the, the homelessness thing and, and there's this constant push at the minute, it seems to move away from cash and become a cashless society. How do you help the homeless in passing without cash? Uh, it's another hurdle that's getting thrown in the way of helping homeless people. I think it's a hurdle that is thrown in the way of all charities, possibly. Mm -hmm. um, we thought about that. So for this animation, you at the end, there's not enough time to, you know, we've got the QR code on there and the Just Giving mm -hmm. page and you can do a check and you can do the tin. But that's why we asked the cinemas, look, people are never going to have enough time to get their phone out at the, and they shouldn't really have it out in a cinema anyway, you know, I mean, <laughs> just so many, yeah. Uh, so that's why we said to the cinemas, look, is there any way you can just put the tin in your foyer, it's got a QR code on it. So those people who don't have cash, they've only got a phone, they can just, you know, zap the QR code and maybe donate a fiver if they can. Or posters have got the QR code on it. And if you've got some cash, then drop it in the tin. But um, it is, yeah, th that was a challenge for us. So, the, the, and, you know, the QR codes just had taped onto the tins because <laughs> right, the yeah. tins weren't generated with codes on them. You know, they mm -hmm. were generated to put money in. They were created, yeah, yeah. you know, they, they were designed for money dropping in them. So Shelter actually taped QR codes onto the tins so that they can, you know, we don't miss out on any tins that everyone gets a chance mm. to donate. So, yeah, but I know what you mean. Although I do, eventually everyone's going to have a thing on their phone where I was, I was talking about this the other day. There's a movie, I can't remember what it's called, but their life drains away, you know, when they're... they're it's they, called End Time. Just in time. That's it. It is, yes. <laughs> that was quick, Kevin. <laughs> that was quick. And they, they bleep their life, you know, and I thought, you know, yeah. soon you're all going to have a bleeper on your phone and when you walk past, mm -hmm. you know, 
even a homeless person, their phone will be able to collect money off of, you know, you just be able to go, bloop, mm -hmm. here you go, I call the social tenor. credit system. I think China have got that going already. It's like if yeah. you misbehave, they take your money off you. <laughs> Facial recognition, AI, the lot. We're heading to dystopia. <laughs> Scottish geek guy says, hi, all. Uh, he also Hello. says, yep, long live physical media, DVDs, Blu-ray, 4K discs, CDs, vinyls, books, comics, you missed out Laserdisc. Uh, and Ross Fraser says, <laughs> I'm unsure if the policy has changed, but you're also unable to open a bank account without a residing home address. So as it's it's getting a lot tougher, um, it's one of those things we have to kind of revolt now. Eh? I think everything comes back around, though, eventually, if I'm not mistaken, right? J-Max sitting with a Laserdisc behind him. I've got... <laughs> everything yeah you know i mean i think eventually it does come back around we fight as as My a laptop sitting on top of a record player <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's actually sitting yeah. on top of an actual record player <laughs> we find in a ways. case <laughs> I've, I've got an old-fashioned advent enough. i've got an old-fashioned advent calendar with no chocolates in it you just oh, open no. the doors and it's just a wee picture behind there yeah a wee fireplace or something <laughs> takes me back to my childhood when we were skint. <laughs> God, what you like, J-Mac? <laughs> he's he's old before his time. He's proper. See that oh, Jack Frost? The beard and everything. That's that's him. What's it J-Mac says? J Jack Frost's even wearing... Jack Frost. J-Mac Frost. Even Jack Frost is wearing a scarf because it's a bit chilly for him. <laughs> Which is excellent, oh. eh? Um, it's, it's been excellent having you on, Angela. Um, what, what's coming next for you? What, is there anything you'd like to tell everybody? Or is there, is there stuff you can tell us without getting in trouble in case your publisher's watching? Uh, no, um, I think I can tell you that we are looking for book five to come out next year. Oh, I um, Phew. Yeah, so book five will be published next year. There's six books yeah. in the series, so I'm hoping to get to the end of the book series soon. Um, mm. But definitely book five will be out next year. I don't know if book six will make it out next year. Uh, watch mm. this space for um, Arthur's Christmas Tale doing a few other things. Oh, he, TV? He, he may do things more than just the Did you say TV? I never said that. Yeah. Yeah, you never I said that. It would be class. It would be class if it had like some sort of run on the iPlayer or. Um, did you TV say that? Or... Yeah, I did. Uh, <laughs> only because I've had something go to TV, and I know how easier it is to get it to the iPlayer than it is to get it on actual TV. So I'll start there. I'm pretty good at figuring this stuff out, but but if I'm wrong, no. hey, if I'm wrong, but yeah. Um, so we'll we'll be pushing to get um Arthur's Christmas Tale a bit more pro because you know what like. The, the people who worked on Arthur's Christmas Tale, mm. they were all small, independent um, arts. You know, it's you've got Clubhouse Animation, you've got Strangeworks Production, did the production mm. on the animation. We had a girl called Fiona McNeil, who's amazing, who was doing the sound. Lizzie Pell did the lighting. And the thing is, they're all just small um, Scottish artists. And if yeah. we don't use... <laughs> these small companies to you know to to bring things to life then we'll soon not have them so it just They'll seemed to be like, like yeah pretty much <laughs> let's get a lot of small artists together and mm. we'll see if we can get a platform so really for me i'm going to try and push the anime so that we it, it it pushes on for the guys after the shelter campaign ends um, yeah. and really looking to obviously use it to get the books maybe into some kind of book series yeah. as well. 
Um, but I need okay, to get the, the books finished to get them into a book series. So, yes. <laughs> and many children write to me a lot saying, when are you finishing this book series? You oh, know, wow. I, I started the books when I was eight. You know, I'm now 16. <laughs> I'm like, I am really sorry. I am writing book five. <laughs> Hey, there's a film. There's a film like that. It's called Misery, where there's a, a book fan, and she kind of she gets a hold of an author that doesn't quite. Fuck it. I'm kind of hoping that the, that the eight and nine year olds that I deal with will not do that to me. Well, we're sixteen now, so anything can happen. Yeah, true. This is this is very true. Oh, um, absolutely. No. The what definitely. happens to Arthur? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. We always oh. always lower the tone, <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it's been excellent. I can't wait for everybody right now who's stuck with us to to see Arthur's uh, Arthur's Christmas Tale. And um, we're going to run it right up to Christmas, and uh, hopefully we can raise some good money in Bathgate Cinema, Arbroath, and Alloa. Um, but the sky, the, 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 there is no ceiling. The sky is the limit for this, and I hope it I hope it does more than than it's. I mean, it's doing great right now. But I hope I hope that it really lives on past this, and we get to see more. I'm going to check out. Tumble tumble, uh, when I get a chance, I'll dead look for the audiobook because I'm so busy all the time that I never get a chance to sit and read, which is why I chuck the headphones in and I, I go on the go, switch on autopilot. Um, but I'll, I'll figure it out. I'll just get my wife to record it and then I'll play it as an MP3. Where where, <laughs> where can we buy the actual books? Are they on Amazon or are they Amazon, in yeah. bookshops? And uh, they're in independent bookshops. They're on Amazon. Um, you know, oh, your your kind of usual suspects, Waterstones, Amazon, but um. <laughs> A lot of kind of independent bookstores as well. If you ever go to Arden, it's in every bookstore on Arden, which is great. <laughs> you know, I, I've been wanting to go to Arden for years and I've yet to make it over there. I mean, it's it's literally, I mean, I could get there in two hours, you know, but I've still not made it over. Go it to Arden. You'd love it. I, I, would, I, I just came home from Arden today to do this. I, I, well, I was coming home anyway, wow. but... Yes, I went Aaron for the weekend, and it was—I was coming home anyway. But it was, it was peeing yeah. with rain, but it was just—it's—it's—it's uh, it's, it's like going on holiday. It is only two hours away, but I yeah. got on the ferry on the way back, and I was like, "Oh God, back home!" <laughs> like, oh. But I've got a podcast to look forward to. My holiday's Absolutely. over. <laughs> yes. Uh, right, we'll, we'll do a trip to Aaron, do some ghost hunting or something. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot of haunted there places is, there. So. Mm-hmm. Ah, well, yeah. if there was witches, there must be ghosts, eh? Broadway Castle is haunted, apparently. Well, we'll, we'll find out. Nobody leaves here till we find the ghosts, eh? <laughs> <laughs> In the words of Great Begby. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and... Uh, ah, yes, here it is. So I'm going to go ahead and play this here just before the credits roll for everybody that's tuned in tonight again thanks very much angela for for stopping in you're always welcome on this podcast uh when book number five comes out we'll we'll have you on to promote it and get all those eight now 16 year olds uh (laughs) in the chat to to kind of smooth them over so we don't end up another misery crisis (laughs) Um, but it's been absolutely amazing um so thank you very much and again everybody no, our pleasure. Uh, in the comments, make sure you go and uh, you donate to Shelter Scotland and follow AH Proctor everywhere. Instagram, X, Facebook, uh, website, you can tumble tumble.com, isn't it? Dot com, eh? Uh, dot You'll find us. One of them works. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to it. And without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Arthur's Christmas Tale. 
How do I do this? <laughs> Hi, everybody. I'm Angela, and I'm here to read you a story. Are you all excited because it's nearly Christmas? Yes! Do you want me to read you a Christmas story? Yes! Well, then you're in luck, because I'm going to read you a story all about a little dog on Christmas Eve called Arthur's Christmas Tale. The night before Christmas, out in the park, a stranger was lurking, alone in the dark. Miserable and cold, and so very old. This man hated Christmas, or so we were told. But then he met Arthur, James lying by his side. A brave little dog, guarding his master with pride. And the man thought to himself, what a peculiar sight. Especially at Christmas, on this freezing cold night. And then things got stranger as the dog jumped to his feet and he spoke to the man in a voice that was sweet. Mm. Mr Jack Frost, where have you been? I've been to the park, but nobody's seen. I went there at night and turned it bright white. It looks very nice, all covered in ice. But you better beware. If you go over there, or you slip and you slide as I watch while I hide. So take hold of a hand to make sure you don't land with a thump and a bump on my twinkling sand. Big girls and big boys, shh, don't make a noise. Just stand, look and listen, and Jack Frost will glisten. I'll fill you with fear. I'll steal Christmas cheer. But what's this I hear in the corner of my ear? Singing and laughter? That's not what I'm after. And now they're skating, each one with a partner. And so I'll go home to my house made of stick. This singing and dancing, it makes me feel sick. I'll stay there all summer in my cold little shack. But watch out, next Christmas, Jack Frost will be back. The dog's eyes turned red and he bowed his head low. The man grinned and said, there's no ho, ho, ho. Pleased with himself that he'd made the dog sad, he skipped down the path, feeling quite glad. But this strange little dog was not giving in. And he called to the man in a howling din. I have no home, but you're all alone. So please, have this gift. It's my shiny white bone. The man's chest exploded as though shot by a dart. As this small act of kindness melted his heart. And he turned to the dog with a tear in his eye, and he uttered the words, please, tell me why. The little dog smiled and held out his paw and started to speak in a voice that was raw. I may be homeless with little to eat, 
But I have my James here by my feet. Hunger and coldness, we'll tackle together because we've got each other forever and ever. But you, my dear friend, have no one to turn to, no one to hug when you cry or you feel blue. Christmas, it's not about presents and greed. It's about giving someone something they need. It may be a blanket, some cake, or a bone, or just about making them feel not alone. And the moral of our Christmas tale is plain for all to view. The magic of Christmas spirit is thinking of someone other than you. Merry Christmas, everybody. If you want to make someone's Christmas a little merrier, then please donate what you can to share it with Scotland. You can donate by cheque. You can use this QR code to donate. Or visit our Just Giving page. Or just do it the old-fashioned way and pop some cash into a bucket. Oh, come on. 